Hi, Joe Alton, MD here, also known as Dr. Bones of the survival medicine website, doomandbloom.net, where you'll find over 1,200 articles, podcasts, and videos on medical preparedness, plus the co-author of the fourth edition, greatly expanded, of the survival medicine handbook and designer of an entire line of medical kits specifically made for the off-grid medic. It's a rare individual who's never had a nosebleed. It's something the family medic is going to encounter in disaster settings, so you better know a little bit about them. The nose has many tiny blood vessels, most located in the nasal septum, the wall between the nostrils. Unlike the eyes, which are protected by being recessed into the skull, the nose protrudes from the face, leaving it vulnerable to injury. Nosebleeds are also called epistaxis, and they can occur at any age but are seen mostly in children and the elderly. The majority originate in the front of the nose, but some of the heavier bleeds start from farther back. An anterior nosebleed tends to come from one nostril, while a posterior nosebleed may actually involve both. Nosebleeds can, of course, occur from trauma to the face. They can also be caused by factors that affect the inside of the nose, such as excessive picking or irritation, don't do that, from upper respiratory infections. Environmental factors such as particularly cold or dry climates may also play a role, as can medications that prevent clotting. In unusual cases, underlying illness such as high blood pressure, pregnancy, and small tumors can be implicated as the cause. Death due to nosebleeds are rare, but bleeding can be significant. Still, most can be handled successfully with limited supplies in an austere environment. To stop a nosebleed, Sit the patient upright with the head tipped slightly forward. You may have been taught to tilt the head backwards, but this causes the blood to run down the back of the throat. Have them breathe through the mouth. Blood in the mouth and throat should be spat out instead of swallowing. Blood can irritate the stomach. Using the thumb and index finger, firmly pinch the soft part of the nose just below the bone and press towards the face. Certainly you want to apply pressure for a period of time, five to 10 minutes at least, be patient. Apply an ice pack to the affected side. Cold constricts blood vessels and may help stop the bleeding. Check to see if your patient's nose is still bleeding after 10 minutes. If still bleeding, sniff in or blow out accumulated blood once and then Again, hold the nose for 10 more minutes. The nasal spray oxymetazoline, Afrin, may also help stop the bleed, but beware of elevating the patient's blood pressure. This medicine can certainly do that. If this procedure fails to stop bleeding, a packing with petroleum jelly may be required to apply pressure to the leaking vessel. Other materials such as Axel, nasal cease, Kytosam, these all contain blood clotting agents which can be fashioned into a packing. This is bleed cease. To place a simple packing into the nose, gauze impregnated with petroleum jelly is gripped with a bayonet forceps, that's this, or blunt tweezers and inserted into the anterior nasal cavity. The first packing layer is inserted straight back along the floor of the nasal cavity, not in an upward angle. A small instrument called a nasal speculum, that's this, may be used to open the nostril for a better view. Nurse Amy has all this in her nasal emergency kit at her store, by the way. Additional layers of packing are then added in an accordion fold fashion. The nasal speculum can be used to hold layers down as new ones are inserted. Packing is continued until the nasal cavity is filled. Be aware that you could traumatize the nasal cavity if you're not very, very careful. It should be noted that nasal packing can be very uncomfortable. Significant pressure is usually required to be effective and the packing must stay in place for a good 48 hours or so. 
In stubborn cases, fold and carefully place a 2 by 2 inch bleed seize pad or other hemostatic dressing in the nostril with a blunt tweezers or a curved Kelly clamp. If you're using a longer strip, be sure to leave a small piece outside so you can easily reach it. Then apply external pressure by pinching the bridge of the nose for 5 to 10 minutes. Hemostatic gauzes, by the way, can be left in place for up to 24 hours. If they dry out, moisten them before removing with a little water from maybe a bulb syringe. Alternatively, the bleeding nostril can be flushed with sterile saline. Then gently introduce a thin strip of cloth drenched in oxymetazoline, jaffron, or epinephrine from an EpiPen or other anaphylactic shock kit, and pack gently into the nostril. Apply external pressure for another 5 to 10 minutes and don't remove the packing for several hours. And avoid blowing the nose to eject clots and may restart the bleeding. A natural hemostatic agent is geranium oil. A few drops on a strip of gauze could be placed in the bleeding nostril, oftentimes with good results. Yarrow is another time-honored option. Crush the leaves between the fingers and insert them into the nostril itself. Leave in place until the bleeding stops and then remove. Don't forget to apply external pressure as described above with all of these. A true posterior bleed may be difficult to stop without expensive balloon catheters such as the Rhino Rocket, the Epistat catheter, or the Simpson Plug. A urinary Foley catheter with a filled balloon, add a sterile water in the balloon after placement, may also be an option. All of these may help increase pressure further back along the nasal cavity and stop a posterior bleed. Once you've had a significant nosebleed, believe me, you're going to want to do everything possible not to have another. These are some strategies that will decrease the chances of a recurrence. One basic strategy is to prevent nasal dryness. This can be achieved in a number of ways. Apply petroleum jelly. Small amounts of petroleum jelly protect the area inside the nose. This is a reasonable strategy, especially before going to sleep. Tell children to avoid picking their nose. Very bad. Keep fingernails of both children and adults well trimmed. And use sterile saline drops during the day to keep nasal passages moist. Simply mix one teaspoon of salt and a quart of clean water, boil it for 20 minutes and let cool before flushing each nostril. If you have electricity, use a humidifier, especially in the bedroom at night. Those who use tobacco and suffer from nosebleeds should know that smoking dries out and irritates the nasal lining. Other strategies that decrease the frequency of nosebleeds include abstaining from blowing your nose forcefully, avoiding excessive use of decongestants, and monitoring the use of aspirin or alcohol or any other blood thinning agent. This is Joe Halton, MD, that old Dr. Bones, wishing you the best of health and good times or bad. Thanks for listening. Hey, did you know that our brand new, greatly expanded and revised fourth edition of the Survival Medicine Handbook covers almost every issue faced by the family medic in off-grid survival settings? Check it out at store.doomandbloom.net. And fill those holes in your medical supplies with quality kits and individual items from our entire line at store.doomandbloom.net. You'll be glad you did.